Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. We give you glory, honor, and praise for the blood on today. And God, we thank you for bringing us together once again in fellowship. We thank you, God, for having breath in our bodies. We thank you that we can talk. We thank you that we can walk. We thank you that we can breathe. God, we thank you, God, that we have the mind of Christ. God, we thank you that we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. We thank you that we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We thank you that no weapon formed against us today shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn in Jesus' name. We thank you that we're the head and not the tail. We thank you that we're above and not beneath. We thank you that we're lenders and not borrowers. We thank you, God, that you have blessed the works of our hands on today. God, we thank you that we're blessed in the city, we're blessed in the fields, we're blessed in the fruit of our womb. God, we just thank you today. We thank you, God, that we are kings, that we are priests, God. We thank you that we are walking in our sonship. We thank you, Father God, for watching over your word, for hastening your word to perform it. We thank you, God. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you for being a healer. We thank you for being a deliverer. We just thank you on today, God. We just can't thank you enough for everything that you have done for us in Jesus' name. Now, God, as I go before your people on today, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I, it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us on today. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. If you would, please open your Bibles to a very familiar passage, which is 1 Kings chapter 17. And we want to hear the word of the Lord on today because I believe God has a word for his people And we have to always remember that when God brings his word, that word comes with life. That word has come to quicken us and that word has come to give us life on today. First Kings chapter 17 and I'm again at verse 1 and I'm going to read through verse 7. First Kings chapter 17 verse 1 through verse 7 and let's hear what the Lord has to say unto his people. And Elijah the Tisbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the book Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, that I have commanded the ravens to feed 
the there. I want to talk about, well, I'm going to go ahead to verse 7. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelled by the brook of Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. I want to talk about this morning. It's already there. It's already there. We have to know what we have. We have to know what God has already given us. The Bible tells us that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means that everything we have, we have it because of Christ. Not because of anything that we have done or anything that we need to do. All of our blessings have come through him. So we need to stop trying to do something to get something. God has already given us everything that we need through Jesus Christ. This is why the Bible said he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him, but through him. So everything we need, it has come through Jesus Christ. Our righteousness, we're righteous and right standing with God because of Jesus. Because of Jesus laying down his life. Not because of what we um, did or what we should have or could have done. But because of what he has done. So we're in right standing. We're sanctified. We're made holy by what Jesus done. By him shedding his blood. We've been redeemed. That's why we can say, let the redeem of the Lord say so. I can say so because of Jesus, not because of me. I can mess up today and I'm still redeemed because of him. So God don't see me. He see his son. I am hidden in Christ. When I go before him, he said, yes, son. See, I'm walking in my sonship. You have to know what you have. If you don't know what you have, you're going to live like you don't have anything. This is why when we go to the bank, Y'all will go to the teller. We put that card in and we expect to get out what's already in the bank, right? You can't go to the bank and put a card in and expect to get cash out if, it, if you never put cash in. So each time you go, you don't have no doubt in your mind that your cash is not in that bank. Amen. You know that it's already there before you get there. You know it's there because you know what you put in that bank. We have to know that all of his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. It is in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. As he is in this world, so are we. So we are joint heirs. We are heirs of God and we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So everything that belonged to him belonged to us. Jesus did not lay down his life for us to act like we don't have nothing. He didn't die. His death was not in vain. But some of us make it look as if it's in vain because we act like we're poor and we're needy. We are rich in mercy. And God give us new mercies every morning. So everything I need, I can wake up every morning and know I already have it. But the problem is we wake up every morning grumbling and complaining and, and saying, God, when God, where God, why God, instead of giving God glory for what we already have. He said, I know what you in the need of before you ask. God said, I made provisions for you even before the foundations of this world. God said when he created God, the garden in Eden, he 
didn't put man in that garden before. He put everything in that garden that was needed for man. Come on, God is a good God. We are his children and God is not going to let his children be in lack. He knows what we're in the need of. We're not like the Gentiles. We're not like the heathens. We are sons of God. We are children of God. And God said, I supplied every need. He said all. He supplied all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Come on. God owns everything. Everything belongs to him and everything's supposed to bow down to him. So when we're in the need of something, only thing we got to know is what we already have and we call it forth and we believe that it's already ours. Come on, we don't have to see it to believe it. We got to know that it already belonged to me. So this is what God is saying today. It's already there. No matter where you are, wherever God send you, provision is already there. He would not send you somewhere without providing for where he sent you. That's not the God that I know. But we doubt God because we want to see it before we believe it. Come on, we, we're like doubting Thomas. But God said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. I have the title deed already that is mine. So that's why I can stand in hope, believing that God, what you said, you have to do it. You have to honor what you said or you will be a liar. And I know you don't lie. You said your word is forever settled in heaven. You said your word will not come back to you void, but it will go out and accomplish that which you please. And it will prosper in the thing that you have sent it to do. So God, you have to honor your word. No, I don't accept. No, I accept what your word has said. So we got to come into alignment with what God's word is saying to us. When you come into alignment of what God's word is saying, you can live in peace. Peace will, will be, you'll be walking in peace. You know that God's in the midst of it. Even while you're in the storm, you got peace. Why? Because you know who your father is. You know what your father said. If he said, I'm Jehovah Jireh, it ain't based on your bank account. It's based on what he said. He said, I will supply all your need. It's based on what he said, even if the bank don't look like it have no money in it. If God said by Jesus Christ, you were healed, it's based on what he said, not based on how your body feel or what your body is doing. God, this is what you said. I don't go on natural. I go on supernatural and I bring the super into the natural so it will manifest itself. So we got to know what God is saying. The first thing that happened with Elijah, he had to get a word from God. He could not speak the word, a word, until he got the word from God. So this is why we have to be in fellowship with God in order to share, in order to participate with what our father's doing. We got a relationship with him through being born again. We do have that relationship, but we have to develop it through fellowship. We have to be in the midst of him at all times in which we are because we're spiritual beings. Those that are born of God is born of the spirit. So being that we're born of the spirit, everything that belongs to him belongs to us. Amen. Because we're spiritual beings. So when we look at this, Elijah got a word from the Lord and he took the word from the Lord and he spoke what God has said unto him. The problem with us, some of us in the church, we're speaking any and everything outside of what God is saying. 
We're speaking according to how we feel. We're not speaking according to what God is saying right then. You got to know what God is saying to you before you speak. You cannot speak something opposite to what God has already said. How do you know what God has said? Because you have fellowship with him. You commune with him. You go into prayer with him. You're seeking him while he can be found. You just don't jump into something because it feels good. No, everything that feel good ain't God. Everything that sound good ain't God. So we have to know when God is speaking. And the only way we would know that he's speaking is through his word. And we have to have such surety when it comes to that word to know that that word ain't being twisted to get us to do something opposite to what God said. Because the enemy, he will come in and he will twist that word. He did it in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. He twisted the word. Did God really say? So the enemy is going to come to you when God give you the word, when God tell you what to do. He's going to say, did God really tell you to do that? Or is that something that you're just doing? See, he want to bring doubt because when you doubt, you do without. But when you begin to praise God for what he's doing, then God is raising you up. So we need to learn the difference of the voices that we're hearing. There are many voices, but all of those voices are not God. There are many voices in the world, but all those voices are not God. The enemy sends so many distractions to us to take us off the path that God has us on. So you got to know the voice that you're hearing is God. And the only way you're going to be familiar with that voice is through communing with him. It's through taking out time with him. I'm not talking about five minutes Monday and then come back on Sunday to church and say, God, what are you saying? I'm talking about spending so much time with your father. You know his do's and don'ts. You know everything about him. When God speaks, you listening, just like Samuel. When Samuel got used to the voice of the Lord, he said, yes, Lord, your servant hears you. He thought it was Eli. But when he went and laid back down as Eli instructed him to do, when he heard God's voice for himself, from that day forward, every word that Samuel spoke did not fall to the ground because he knew God. He had a relationship with God. He could hear God well. So whatever God told him to do, that's what he done. So we need to hear his voice. Elijah heard his voice and he only spoke what he heard. That's the first thing to get what's already there. You got to be able to hear him. You can't be playing around and thinking that it's God. You got to know that it's God. In the time that we're in now, you got to know that it's God. God would take foolish things to conform the wise. God would take things that don't look like they should be that way. And he'll tell us to go that way because God don't do like the world does. See, the world has a certain way of doing things. That's not God's way of doing. See, the things that God do, they know that God done it because it's a miracle in doing it. God just don't do what man do because if he did what man did, they wouldn't see him as God. God takes the impossible and he makes it possible. But you got to believe. See, this is our problem. We want to... uh Well, God, can you do this? Well, I'm going to wait until you do it before I believe it. No, once we go to God, the first thing that we have to understand is it starts in the spirit. We are spiritual beings. Everything we need is in the spirit. 
So you got to see it in the spirit first before it produces itself in the natural. If you're not seeing in the spirit and God gave you his spirit so you can see in the spirit. It reminds me, I'm going back to Jesus. Jesus in John 12, 49, this is what Jesus said. I love this. 12, 49, for I have not spoken of myself. You cannot speak of yourself. You got to know what you're speaking is coming from God is not coming from you. He said, but the father which sent me. See, when God give you a word, that word ain't going to lay dormant. He's sending you somewhere for that word. See, he sent Jesus. Jesus was sent to speak on the behalf of God through the word. He said, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment. He gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. So what Jesus was saying, I do not speak opposite to the word of God. What I speak is what my father has spoken unto me. We need to check ourselves before we open our mouth and we need to make sure this is what God is saying for such a time as this. We need to make sure that when God said what he said, he meant what he said. And regardless of how it don't look like it's going to work, God, you said it. So evidently, this is what you want to be spoken in the atmosphere. So we have to speak forth. We have to bring forth what God is saying. And the only way we can do it is through communion with him. It's through knowing what God is saying. And it comes, what? Through his word. So Elijah, before he could speak the word, he had to get the word from God. You do not have to be a prophet to get the word from God. Only thing you have to do is go into the word. See, back then he used the prophets as his mouthpiece. And they knew that they were a prophet because the word that they spoke, it come to pass. But these days and time, all of us have the spirit of God on the inside of us. God is speaking. And whatever is God is speaking, when we speak, guess what? It has already come to pass. It has already manifest. God has already done it. You just speaking forth what's already done. Listen to what I'm saying. You ain't speaking nothing new. What you speaking is what God done a long time ago. God just having you to speak it for for the here and now because it's already done. What has already been written is written. It's not going to be changed. You just speaking for for the here and now for what he want done here and now. He said, but it's already done. See, we have to understand that the word is replaying itself, y'all. Come on, go into the word. It's just replaying itself. It's nothing new up under the sun. What you see and now has already happened. But God is telling us what to do when these things come upon the land. So God is raising up sons and daughters to be the ones to encourage those that saying we're not going to make it. God is putting his words in their mouths. And he's having them to decree and declare what he would have them to decree and declare. That's why you have to be before him to know what he's saying. Ain't no hitting and missing with God. God don't hit and miss y'all. If he said it, that's what he means. He's not going to change his mind. There's no shadow in turning with God. Every good and perfect thing is from above. Good and perfect. That means God ain't going to give you nothing jacked up. When God do something, he does it. Ain't no halfway with God. If God going to make a crooked leg straight, that leg is going to be straight. Ain't going to be no crook in it. 
understand. It ain't going to be no hook in it either. Nothing be added to God. So they know it is God. Ain't no hook in it. Ain't nothing in it. It's just pure God. That's when man know I did nothing. I put nothing there. God did that. See, this is what you got to understand. When man put something there, it holds you for a little while. But when God does something, it holds you for eternity. See, I want no little while. I want forever. I want forever lasting. God gave us eternal life. A life that does not cease to exist. It's forever. Even when the body is dead, you still living. You're not dead. Come on, we misrepresent God. God ain't no halfway God. He don't do nothing halfway. God does it all the way. He's a all the way God. Come on, quit put God in the midst of halfway. My God ain't no halfway God. My God's gonna go all the way to know that He's El Shaddai. He's the Almighty God. He's the all breasty one. Come on. He's the all sufficient one. He's not going to give me just enough. He's going to give me more than enough to let him know I'm more than enough. I'm not just enough. I'm more than enough for you. Quit making me just enough. I was telling my husband, I said, that old liar. My husband looked at me. I said, you know, he lied to me. He's a liar. My husband, what are you talking about? I said, do you know that devil want me to bargain? Do you know that devil want me to come off of my confession and tell me, just take the little? No, I don't take little. That ain't what God said. God is all the way God. Devil, you are like, you better get out of here, your lying self. And I guess my husband said, what you say? I said, he's a liar. That man is a liar. He's a murderer from the beginning. He's trying to tell me to take this. No, I want it all. All of it belonged to me. No, I don't settle for less. Come, Some of us in this room is settling for less. If you give me this, I'll settle. The devil's a lie. I ain't settling for that. God said, all of it is mine. He said he blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Didn't he say it? All. God give us all. It's all or nothing. I remember when we was trying to um, get the church finance through the bank and they were telling us this first bank was telling us you got to come up with this amount man if I could come up with that amount I wouldn't be coming to you well if you don't come up with this amount and have some board members that have excellent credit I'm not even coming down to you and this is what I said well Lord he don't have to come down to me Because, Lord, if you don't totally finance this, it won't be financed. Because I ain't leaning on no board. I'm leaning on you. If you can't do it completely, it won't be done. That was my confession. And then the Lord had the audacity to tell me to take the, the loan to a bank that wouldn't even give a van to nobody. You think I wasn't crazy enough to do it? I said, if you telling me to take this to a bank... That won't even give a van to people that I heard. I'm, I'm crazy enough to do it. I got some stupid faith. So we took it to that bank. And guess what? We got 100% financing. Why? Because I heard what God said. If you can't completely do it. 
then it ain't going to be done at all. Didn't need no board. Oh, y'all better hear what I say. See, that's the world's way of doing it. I said, who do we need to sign? Nobody. Just you and your husband. Come on, God had this thing. It wasn't dependent on no board. It was dependent on what God said. How much we got to put down? You got a hundred percent financing. God is excellent. It was a spirit of excellency. Why? Because I heard the voice of the Lord and I did what God told me to do. Matter of fact, the accountant, which was Darlene Adams, and she, she wasn't back then where she is now. When she did the paperwork, the first thing she told me was, you better have a friend at some bank. That's all I'm saying. And gave me the paperwork. I have one. His name is Jesus. So I took the paperwork and the Lord said, I want you to put this in the paperwork. He's telling me other stuff to put in the paperwork. I don't know nothing about accounting, don't know none of that stuff. Put the stuff in the paperwork. When the lady called me, I said, oh, Lord, what in the world did I do? And she said, your paperwork is excellent. She said, and we're going to give you this loan. Then I remember, Jennifer, remember this right here in this office. We were doing some paperwork. And the Lord was telling me what to tell Jennifer and them to look for. Oh, y'all better hear the voice of the Lord today. You got the spirit of the living God on the inside of you. His spirit don't lie. His spirit don't receive. His spirit is full of counsel. His spirit is full of knowledge. His spirit is full of wisdom. His spirit is full of everything that you need. And we don't use his spirit for nothing. We go somewhere else and ask them instead of asking the spirit of the living God that's on the inside of you. So Elijah, Elijah heard him and he spoke according to what he heard. He said, there will be no rain according to my word. He know the word that he had was coming from who? It didn't come from Elijah. It came from God. Do you have a word that has come from God? And you hold in that word because you feel as if that word ain't going to work because it don't sound right. It don't fit my situation. That's what God wants you to step out on. What don't sound right. What don't fit your, it don't supposed to fit you. You're just supposed to do what God says. Quit looking at man and look to him so he did what God told him to do he spoke that word y'all the word has power and when we recognize that the word has power and the word is going to do what God has sent it to do then we can walk in peace the Bible said he will keep us in perfect complete peace that's in every area that's shalom. He said, I will keep you in perfect peace, complete peace, whose mind is stayed on me. Why is my mind stayed on him? Because I trust him. You got to keep your mind on him and not mind your mind on earthly things. Set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. The more we set our mind on things of this earth, y'all, we die. We die. God has given us life, Zoe life, and life more abundantly. 
So we have to take the word for what it is. Some of us think like we're living so well. I got money in the bank. I just had my physical, everything checked out. I just had my clothing and ostrophy. It was so clean inside. Everything is just so well with me. My heart is beating right. My lungs is good. My eyes is good. Everything is good. I just checked out so well. The doctor told me I'm in good health. You had to wait on the doctor to tell you. That you were in good health. You should have known you were that before you went. Oh, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking truth. If we got to wait on man to tell us we got money, we got good health. If we got to wait on man to tell us it's okay, y'all, something is wrong. Who are we? We're sons. Sons don't wait on nobody but God. Sons listen to what God is saying outside of what's going on around us. Sons stand doing all. Sons still stand. Sons rejoice. Rejoice, I say, in the Lord. So this is what we supposed to be doing. Come on, we don't wait on them to tell us we have a loan. We know we got the loan before we went there with jacked up credit. We don't try to make something right. We know it's already right because we know who we are in him. I was listening to this teaching. And this man He was walking by faith, y'all. He was telling people, well, he went to this car lot, him and his wife, to get this very expensive car. Matter of fact, they picked the car out of the showroom. So they uh, were sitting there, you know, waiting on the salesman. The salesman came back. They looked at their credit, and their credit was tore up from the floor up. He said, well, I'm sorry. You can't get that car. So the man sat there. He was going to refer him somewhere else. The man sat there and the spirit of the Lord told him, you and your wife go walk around that car seven times. Come on, that's foolish, foolishness, isn't it? So he walked around the car seven times. He went back and sat before the salesman. He said, go check it again. The The salesman checked his credit. They drove out with that car. Come on, God, take the foolish things. Some of y'all don't even believe that. Some of y'all, but I did it, we did it, and we drove off with a Cadillac. My husband wanted a Cadillac Escalade. I told my husband, go walk around that Cadillac and speak in tongues. Walk around seven times, speaking in tongues. Now, I ain't know nothing about this man here. I just recently heard this. Y'all know I told this a long time ago. My husband did that. We drove off with the Cadillac. Won't he do it? But he needs some people to trust him and quit acting like you all up here. You need to come down to earth. You need to come down and humble yourself. Come on, you're so arrogant. You're so high up. You don't want to come down and do what God said because you're thinking, I'll look like a fool if I go up in there. Come on, be a fool for God. Go do what God is telling you to do. That's why we have gotten so far in ministry because we went on what God said, not on what the bank is saying. We did exactly what God is telling us to do, not what we chose to do. And I'm going to tell you something, y'all. Don't give up on the word of the Lord. 
Because when God speak a word, that word has already come to pass. But sometimes it's at his appointed time. Why is it at his appointed time? Because God wait long enough to let you know, you thought I've forgotten. But I had to get some things. Things had to get into some order. I had to put some things in the right place so man won't say they did it. They know I did it. It's something that they could not do. God is just so, so good, y'all, because he'll take the very word that he has spoken. And years later, you are here. Let me tell you what God did. And you for, you completely forgot about what happened. I went to Kim's to get my hair done, and I was sitting there. And it was a lady in there, and God had me to pray for her. And when I sat down, she said, do you remember... I was in the park and you came to me and you spoke a word about my son and you told me that it is well with my son. You didn't know what was going on. She said, I want to tell you, we was in a custody battle and it was well with my son. I got my son. See, God will lead you to a person that you don't know what I didn't need to know what was going on. I just delivered the message. It is well. God say it is well. God is saying to somebody in this place today, it is well. Beyond what you're going through, beyond what somebody said, it is well. Because God says it is well. So when we look at Elijah, Elijah, he took the word of God. He spoke the word of God. He was speaking the word by faith. He was speaking according to what God was saying. So he was saying, it ain't about me. It's all about him. So I'm here representing him. I'm not representing myself. So after he spoke the word, guess what? God told him where to go. God said, I have commanded some ravens to feed you there. See, the supply was already there. The thing was, Elijah had to go there to get what God had already supplied. Our problem is, when God tells us to do something, well, God, is that you? Elijah obeyed God. So it takes obedience to get what's already there. It takes obedience to get what's already there. Come on, get out of your flesh. It's time for us to quit doing things fleshly, carnally, being carnally minded. Carnally mindedness is death. To be spiritually minded is life and it is peace. So Elijah did what God told him to do. And the ravens, what did they do? They fed him where? There. He went where God told him to go and provision was there. Wherever God tell you to go, go. Don't worry about having something right then. It's already there waiting on you when you get there. He's not going to send you somewhere without providing for where he's sending you. When God send you somewhere, he's going to have a word in your belly that's going to come out of your mouth. That's going to deliver not only you, but the people that's before you. We just have to trust him and do what he tells us to do. Wherever he send you, God has made provision for wherever he's sending you. So Elijah went there. When he went there, the ravens fed him. But Elijah had to hear the voice of the Lord. We have the spirit of God in us. And the spirit of God that's in us communicates with our spirit. So we can know what God is saying unto us. So when God speaks to our spirit, then we have to be able to hear him. And we can hear him because he said, my sheep know my voice. My sheep hear me. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger's voice will they not follow. So let me ask you something. Why are we following strangers' voices? Because we trust them. 
We have learned to trust that voice more than we trust the voice of God. How are we trusting that voice more than we trust in God? Because we're spending time with that voice. We're not casting down what that voice is saying. That voice have said it so much, it seems so real, so that must be how it's going to be. That voice have told me through the years that I'm sick. I'm going to be like my mom. I'm going to be like my daddy. I'm going to die early. I'm following that voice, and my body is steadily going down. If you don't get rid of that voice, that's what you're looking for. That's what's going to happen. That's what builds strongholds in your life because you're listening to the wrong voice. God's voice is not going to tell you you're going to be like your mom and daddy. God's voice is going to tell you you were created in my image. My blood is running through your veins. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Forget about the old. He said, behold, I am doing a new thing. And shall it not spring forth? And shall you not know it? I am making a way in the wilderness. I am bringing rivers in the midst of the desert. That's his voice. His voice ain't going to tell you you're going to die at an early age. That's not God's voice. Because God said, I have satisfied you with long life. God ain't about death. He's about life. So what voice have you been entertaining? Because whatever voice you've been entertaining and believing, that's what you have accepted. You have to believe the voice of the Lord and his word is his voice. You have to say, say it again, God. Yes, Lord. True that. God, you have sanctified me in truth. You said, I know the truth and the truth shall make me free. So God, I'm speaking only what I know. I'm speaking only what I believe. That's all I know, God. You're the one that I can only depend on. You said you're the vine. I'm the branch. Without you, I can do nothing. So I'm holding on to the vine. And God, at times I do need proning. I do need to be prone, God. So I can bring forth more fruit. But I'm not going to let go of my nourishment because you said if I abide in you and you abide in me, I can ask whatsoever I will and it shall be done unto me. And being that I'm abiding in you, I'm holding on to the to the what vine. God, you know what I'm going through. So I thank you, God, that it's already done because you said it was finished. So when you holding on to him, you holding on to his word. When you hold on to him. You holding on to his word. When you abiding in him, that means when the storm come, you don't let go of him. You don't let go of him. See, Peter, he he said, if it's you, bid me to come. So he did bid him to come because that's what Peter asked him. But Peter should have known in the beginning that it is him. Because he said, it is I. He should have took him at his word. But Peter wanted some proof. How many of us want proof? We want proof to know that is him, right? But when we develop ourselves in the word of God, and when we get to know the word of God, we say, I don't need no proof. It's right here. God, this is what you said. So you got to honor exactly what you said. So who voice, whose voice, uh, who voices are we hearing? Because every day the enemy, when our feet hit the floor, the devil is talking. 
He's saying something contrary to the word of God. But what are we speaking back? What are we saying back? Are we speaking life or are we agreeing with death? The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat what? The fruit thereof, according to Proverbs 18. So if you are taking death, this is how you're going to live according to death. But if you're taking life, which is the word of God, you're going to be quickened. You're going to be made alive according to the word. So we got to be able to hear whose voice? His voice. And when you hear his voice and you know his voice, you follow his voice because you're following the word and you're doing what the word of God tell you, not based on how you feel, not based on what somebody has said to you. You're not denying what they're saying, but you're saying, this is what God say. Oh, y'all quiet. I'm going to go somewhere else. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel. And let's look at Ezekiel 37. We're familiar with that one as well. And we're talking about it's already there. It's already there. Why are we trying to get something that's already there? Because we don't believe it's there. So we're trying to work to get it. That means that we're up under law. Ezekiel 37, 1, listen at this. The hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord was upon me. That means the power of God. The power of God was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. Listen to this. The hand of the Lord was upon Ezekiel and he carried him out in the spirit of the Lord. You have to be in the spirit on the Lord's day to hear God, to see what God wants you to see and to be able to get what God has already provided for you. You cannot be in the flesh and think you're going to get something from God. The Bible said flesh profits you nothing. Did y'all understand that? The spirit quickens. The spirit is what makes alive. The flesh profit you nothing. The words that I have spoken unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So we got to be in the spirit in order to hear God. We got to be in the spirit in order to see what God would have us to see. You cannot see what God wants you to see in the flesh. How can I be in the spirit? By being in the word of God. And then when you're in the word of God, you're going to be led by the spirit. We are spirit beings. So there's not any reason why we can't be in the spirit if we're spirit beings, right? So he said, the hand of the Lord, the power of God was upon him and carried him in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones. So what was he doing? He was seeing in the spirit. God was showing Ezekiel something in the spirit. When God show you something in the spirit, you will be able to stand what he's showing you because you in the spirit and not in the flesh. If somebody start acting out in here and they're demon possessed and somebody take off and run, you ain't in no spirit. You in the flesh. When you in the spirit, you say, come out of them in the name of Jesus. See, that's being in the spirit. So this is what he did. He took him in the spirit and then he showed him a valley that was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and they were very dry they were dead but God allowed Ezekiel to see this he allowed Ezekiel to see a dead situation in the spirit y'all we can see in the spirit you cannot see what God wants you to see in the flesh 
We can have a house full of people that say they believe God and you can have somebody that said we're going to raise this dead body today and somebody in there say that body dead, you in the flesh. Because God healed the sick, he raised the dead, he done what he said. What make us any different if we're sons? If God tell you to do what he's telling you to do, you do it. You don't look at nobody else. You look to him who's the author and finisher of your faith. I remember I had a dream and there was a funeral going on up in here. And it seemed like it was a man up here and he was dead. And I was sitting beside my daddy in the funeral. And the Lord told me, he said, I want you to holler out, Lazarus, rise up. I believe it was Lazarus he told me. He said, I want you to holler loud. So I began to holler like God told me in the midst of the funeral. And I was saying, rise up, rise up. And so the people that was up there beside the body, um, they was trying, the body rose up and it was trying to put the body back down. And it was trying to shut the, um, the casket. And God said, say it again. I said, body, rise up. And the, they was trying to shut the casket. And my daddy hollered out, leave that body alone. <laughs> So God was showing me about raising the dead. So what am I saying? I was being obedient to God, but they were looking at the body coming up and they want to shut the body back down. This is what's happening in the church. You got people in the church that's walking in the spirit and you got people in the church that's walking in the flesh. The ones that's walking in the flesh is doubting God. The ones that's walking in the spirit is doing exactly what God is saying, opposite of what's going on around them. So Ezekiel, Ezekiel, God had to show him what was going on. God showed him a valley of dead bones, dry bones. But then God asked Ezekiel this question. He said unto him, listen at this. We have Ezekiel seeing and we have him hearing. Correct? He saw and now God is speaking. And he said unto me, son of man. Can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, thou knowest. So he knew. Ezekiel said, God, you already know. And then he said again unto me. He said, now, this is what I want you to do. Now, I want y'all to understand this. The heavens and the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth, according to Psalms 115, he has given unto the children of God. Of men. So listen at this. If God has given us the earth, that means God can do nothing down here outside of us. I want y'all to hear me. God can do nothing outside of you. He needs you to speak on his behalf to get the earth where it needs to be. If you don't do no speaking, nothing happens. Oh, see, some of y'all are so uh, traditional, you don't even believe that. But that's what the word says. He said, I have given you authority. I have given you right. He said, I have given you authority over the earth. I have given you dominion to reign and rule as kings and priests over this earth. When I give you a word to speak and you speak that word, that's when that word is going to manifest. Whatever you bind on earth. If you don't bind it, it ain't bound in heaven. If you don't loose it, it's not loose in heaven. He said, I have given you the keys. This is what he said. I have given you the keys. Those keys represent authority. Every door that you unlock is going to be unlocked. 
Every door you shut is going to be shut, but it got to be according to me. This is why you got to go to God and you got to get direction to say, God, what would you have me to do in this situation? You still got to communicate with him, but you got to be the one to carry out what he wants you to carry out. God is not going to carry it out for you. If you sit there and waddle in it and you're not speaking over the situation, just die. That's what you want to do, die. Because if God is telling you what to do and you're not doing it, just like Elijah, he told Elijah where to go. If Elijah didn't go there, I know God have a ram in the bush, he probably would have used somebody else that would have been obedient. Because God is going to get done what he need to have done here on earth, whether you do it or not. He can use somebody else, but he got to have a body. The enemy have to have a body to use to speak foolishness. The enemy got to have a body to use to speak death. He'll use you to carry out his plans. Because guess what? He don't have no more dominion. He don't have no more right over you, not unless you give it to him. Come on, if a thief come in your house and he's knocking at your door and he said, can I come in? Sure. Have a seat. Some of us are letting the devil in our house instead of taking authority and say, how you get up in here? You get it up out of here. But what do we do? We lie in it. So Ezekiel, God said, I want you. Who did he tell to prophesy? Prophesy mean I want you to speak. He told Ezekiel, prophesy upon these dry bones. He told him exactly what to prophesy. Y'all come on now. He told him, prophesy over these dry bones. Come on, your body is wracked in pain. What is God telling you to do? Speak over your body. Tell your body to line up with my word. By Jesus Christ, you are already healed. P, you leave my body. You don't have no right in my body. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I forbid you. You leave and, and don't you return in Jesus' name. And then you go your way because you know that you spoke the word and that's what God said. And then when the pain tried to stop, you said, what did I tell you, pain? You don't have no right here. Go right now in the name of Jesus. You know why? Because you have a right. You have authority because God has given you that right and that authority. But what do we do? We give up. You know why we give up? Well, I spoke and the pain is still there. So evidently, it's not working. Ain't no evidently in God. It is what it is. Regardless of how you feel, God don't change. So when you stand on what God is saying, guess what? That's when your manifestation comes. You got to see yourself doing what you couldn't do in the spirit first. That's why he had to see in the spirit. He had to see what was going on in the spirit. So God took him in the spirit to tell him what to do, y'all. He said, you prophesy over these dry bones. Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, you got to say something. Come on, he didn't tell him to look at the bones and say. And in your mind, you're thinking, you did. And you're just staring at the bones. He says, say. You got, you know why he's saying the same? Because when God created the world, God said, God said, let there be, and there was. God said, let there be light. God said, bring forth. God said, so what make you think you can, you're not going to say nothing? You got to speak to that situation. 
not whine over the situation, but you got to speak to that situation and say, you're going to line up. You ain't got no choice but to line up. Because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is quickening my mortal body. It's bringing life to my mortal body. So you got no choice but to line up. So that's what he told him. He said, you speak to those bones. And then guess what? God is so, he's just so funny. And then he's telling him what to say. He says, say, oh, ye dry bones. The bones was dry. They were dead. He said, now you speak to them bones. Say, oh, ye dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Come on. What he was doing, he said, I'm, I got to get your attention first. You dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So what you going to say to your body? Anybody going through in your body today, stand up. What you going to say to your body? Uh-uh, say it like you mean it. Say it again. Now, whatever's going on with your body, tell your body what you want it to hear. Oh, man. Look at obedience. See, you're telling your body what you want your body to do. You're telling your body, hear the word of the Lord. Some of you are having problems with your knees. Information in your knees, swelling in knees, pain in knees. Tell your knee. I know it's some knees in here. I know it's some knees in here. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Speak to them knees. Say knees. Hear the word of the Lord. Line up with the word of the Lord. Be healed in Jesus name. Joints. Line up with the word of the Lord. Tissues, line up with the word of the Lord. You are whole in Jesus' name. Swelling, go in the name of Jesus. Pain, go in the name of Jesus. You got to do it. Now, people with back problems. Come on, you got problems with your back. Say back, hear the word of the Lord, be healed, be made whole, in Jesus name. Is that all you're going to say? What else is that back doing? Hello? We want it to line up, right? Are you having any slip discs in your back? Discs, line up with the word of God. Back, go back to your original state in Jesus' name. God has come today to make the crooked places straight. But you got to speak to it. You got to tell it what you want it to do. You got power. Let's speak to shoulders. Do we have any shoulders in here today that's going through? Pain in your shoulders. Uh Uh-huh. Come on, say shoulders. Line up with the word of God. Be healed. Be made whole. In Jesus' name. All right now. Hallelujah. So he spoke to those dry. If I didn't call it out, just stand up. 
Just stand up. Right now in the name of Jesus. I speak right now to glaucoma. What else is it with the eyes? Cataracts. What else is it with the eyes? Dryness, blindness in eyes. I speak to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I command you to line up with the word of God. Be healed. Be made whole in Jesus name. Hallelujah. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He done what he said. Amen. Blind eyes seeing, the lame walking, the deaf hearing. Line up with the word of God. Right now in the name of Jesus, we speak to heart conditions. In Jesus' name, we speak to hearts. We say hearts, line up with the word of God. By Jesus Christ, you are already healed. In Jesus' name. Every tissue, every organ, we speak to you right now in the name of Jesus. And we command you to line up with the word of God. Amen. Amen. And then this is what he said. Thus says the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. That's the spirit. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I'm the Lord. He had to hear what God wanted to say before he said it. That's what we mess up. We're saying before we hear. We have to say, God, what are you saying about this situation? I need to hear from you today before I speak. Some of us get too anxious because we get familiar with the scripture and we'll speak that scripture. But that might not be what God wants you to speak over that situation. So we have to say, God, this is what I want to say. But what are you saying concerning this situation? Because you already know the outcome. So God, I'm going to wait to hear. See, before Ezekiel could speak, He had to know what God was saying. Remember, Jesus said in John 12, 49, I only speak what God command me to speak. That's what I say. What have you been saying? Have you been saying what you want to say? Are you saying what God is telling you to say? And how do you know what God is telling you to say when you ain't made a connection with him through the word? If you're not in your word the way you need to be, how can you connect with the spirit of the living God that's on the inside of you? The Bible said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know what the good and perfect will of God is for your life. You will not know until your mind has been changed, transformed by the word. If your mind is not being changed and transformed by the word, how do you know what God wants you to say? You don't. You just mumbling and complaining and spitting out something based on how you feel. If you're saying, God, I hope to be healed, you're not in faith. But if you're saying, I'm going to be healed, you're not in faith. You're supposed to say, I am healed. Not going to be, not hoping, but I am healed. Right now, the moment I spoke it, it's already mine. Therefore, whatever you believe in God for, 
You believe you receive it when you come to him. You believe that it's already yours. It's already yours in the spirit. I accept what's already mine in the spirit. It is already manifested in the spirit. It's already mine. Y'all catch this. Already have healing. Already have everything I need in my spirit. The more I renew my mind according to what I have, it's going to flow from my spirit out to my body and then it's released. But if you're not in the word knowing what you have, guess what? You're just in a fighting match. I know this is good. Mm -hmm. It's real, real good. It's already there. It's in you. God said, I want it to come out through you. But it can't come out through you because there's so many blockers that we have chose to believe outside of what God is saying if you waiting on to get more money before you get something that you know you're in the need of you never get it I'm gonna say it again if you waiting on your money situation to change before you get something you in the need of you will never get it but if you step out in faith God is going to honor that. And guess what? It was already yours before you stepped out, but you had to step out in faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. Remember the two blind men? They were saying, son of David, have mercy on us. They were hollering out to Jesus, and Jesus was asking them, what do you want me to do? They wanted to receive their sight. One instance, Jesus asked them, what do you want me to do? They wanted to receive their sight. And Jesus touched them. They received their sight. But then another instance, he told them, he said, be it unto you according to your faith. So see, it was two incidents in the Bible. See, everybody may not be in the same place, but Jesus will meet you where you are because he know your heart. So this is why we got to step out. They had to step out when they saw Jesus coming. They began to cry out. Some of them say, shut up, shut up. They didn't stop crying out because they knew Jesus had what they needed. The word, have what you need. So that's why every day you got to get in the word. You got to press, just like the woman with the issue of blood. Did she feel like pressing? No, she didn't feel like pressing. But she kept saying within herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So she had to press her way through the crowd. She had to press her way through her hemorrhaging. She had to press. And when she pressed and grabbed hold to his garment, she was made whole. He said her faith is what made her whole. Because she pressed through what she was going through. She spent all her money on physicians. Physicians could not help her. She didn't have nothing left. But she heard the word of God. And she grabbed hold to the word of God. And when she grabbed hold to the word of God, virtue came out of the word and healed her. What are we grabbing hold to? Whom are we grabbing hold to? The thing that you spend most of your time with is what you grab hold to. Come on, y'all, we wait on man for so much. We wait on man to call us, to give us a good report. We wait on man to tell us, well, I can do this and you'll be all right. But do you hear the voice of God? You already all right. I made you all right. God don't make no junk. Y'all, we're in a time. 
That man doing all they can do. They're trying to come up with everything they can come up with. Come on, they're trying. They're doing the best they can. But it's our job as citizens of the kingdom to say, this is what God is saying. To hear God and speak forth what God is saying. You got to be able to hear him. Hearing him is spending time with him. It's communicating with him. It's waiting on him. And when we wait on him, we're being of a good courage. We're mounting up with wings as an eagle. We're walking and not fainting. We're running and not being weary. Why? Because we're waiting on the Lord. He has mounted us up above what's going on. Come on, y'all. The gas prices are rising up, but it ain't stopping you from putting gas in your car. I know it ain't stopping you. Shoot, I filled up that Acre. It hit a hundred dollars. I said, ooh-wee. Thank you, Lord. A hundred. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. You made provision for me to put a hundred dollars in this tank. I give you glory that I ain't lacking. I can put a hundred dollars in the tank and can still pay my tithes because you ain't changing. Y'all trying to skimp. I just put enough to go from point A to point B. You can't put five dollars in it no more. I don't know what point you're going to. Must be from the end of your driveway and pull it back in the garage. Ain't no point in that. Because you done drove out five before you get back home. You better trust him. God is teaching you how to tr- y- Y'all don't understand. You're praying for the gas prices to be lowered. But why don't you thank God that even though they are high, God, I can get gas because I'm trusting you. Do y'all think that you don't supposed to go through nothing? Your sons. See, if your sons, God, the gas is already there. When you pulled up to the tank, it was already paid for. God might tell you to pull up to the tank and you ain't got no money in the bank to put the gas. And he said, okay, go ahead and, and pump it. And, well, Lord, you know you need a car to pump it. No hit pay inside. Okay, God, fill it up. Okay, God, I done what you said. Go to the window. Yes, ma'am, um, I'm coming up here to pay for this gas. It's $100. What tank were you at? I was at tank 13. Oh, it's paid for. Thank you. That's crazy faith. That's crazy faith. Because you're doing what God asks you to do. See, some of us won't do that. We won't take that chance because we say, that's the devil trying to make a fool of me. That's the devil trying to get me locked up today. He's trying to get me to go to jail. That's what he's trying to do. I ain't doing that. I ain't no fool. Honey, do you know what I heard to go put gas in that car? You better not put no $100 in that car. I ain't got no $100. The just shall live. That's why we got to be in communication with him to hear what he's saying. Go with me to Luke, the fifth chapter. It's already there. God has given you a message today. It's already there. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word, look what the people were doing. 
They wanted the word. How many people these days are pressing to get the word? How many are really pressing to get the word above everything else? I'm oppressed today. I ain't moving till I hear from you, God. How many in the church? We got church people with loud mouths and not even in the word. They're taking something they heard off television and they want to preach it because it feel good and sound good. Then when something come to their house, they just fell out, fall out. Press upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishers was gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed, asked him that he would thrust out a little from land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Listen at this. The people wanted to hear the word. They didn't care where they had to go to get it. Whether it was on an oak tree, whether it was in a sea or ocean or wherever it was, they wanted to hear the word. Jesus, this is what he did. Jesus got in one of the boats, he launched out just a little, and he began to teach. The problem is, there's not enough teaching in the church. There's too much hooping and hollering. There's too much trying to sing like the movie stars. There's too much of flesh in the church, but there's not enough of the word being taught. We're supposed to be able to teach people how to live according to the word of God. So he taught them. This is the first thing he did. He taught. After he taught... Now, when he had left speaking, teaching, he said unto Simon, he spoke directly to Simon. He said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Now, listen at this. He got the word. He heard the word. Now, launch out. If you ain't spending time with the word, where are you launching out to? Where are you going to go? Then he said, and Simon answered and said unto him, Master. We have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Now listen to what he said. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and they and their net break. The fish was already there. The fish was let loose according to the word. But they had to be obedient to the word. And when they were obedient to the word and they launched out, God said, well, let me let go of the fish. See, you waiting to get something before you launch out. You got to launch out by faith knowing what you already have. Peter said, nevertheless, I know I toiled all night. How many of y'all have toiled all night? Racked in pain. All night you in pain. Laying in bed. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, if you just would heal me, Lord, if you just would come by here, oh, Lord, come by here, come by here, I'll do this, Lord, I'll pay my tithes. Oh, Lord, if you take this pain, I love my husband the more, Lord, I quit cussing my kids. Oh, Lord, if you just do this, God, I show up on work on time. Oh, Lord, if you just do this, God, I'll quit using the credit card. Oh, Lord, if you just do this, I'll quit lying. Yes, I'm a liar, Lord. I lied yesterday. Oh, Lord, if you just do this, I'll be a better person. Lord, 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 Lord. You don't have to bargain with God. If you're saved, healing is already in you. No matter what you did or what you didn't do, God has to do what he said. 
And if you believe that God has done what he said, regardless of cussing your kids out, regardless of using your credit card, regardless of cutting the food, uh, whatever you do, regardless of all that, only thing you have to do is say, God, yes, I cut the food. Yes, God, I done this, but I am already forgiven. So God, I repent of all that stuff, but I know my rights. You still got to do what you said. It already belongs to me. So I speak that healing is loosed upon me right now in Jesus name because it ain't based on me. It's based on the name of Jesus. So I receive it right now. It's mine. Y'all go in the Bible. Jesus hadn't saved nobody. He went to the father, but people were healed. Were they not? It wasn't based on them. It was based on him. When he came in on the scene, healing came in on the scene. It wasn't based on what they did. Come on, Zacchaeus, a little short dude, got in the tree waiting on Jesus. He said, come down, Zacchaeus, salvation has come to your house. When he got through ministering to Zacchaeus, Jesus didn't ask for him to give nobody nothing back. His heart changed. He was the one willing to do it. He didn't hold up his salvation because he was taking stuff from people, did he? No. So what is our problem? We're trying to fix something to get something from God. It's already fixed. The supply was already there. That's what he's saying. The supply is already there. The only thing you got to do is hear God and go where the supply is. Receive what God has already made available for you. Quit trying to make it so hard. We make it hard by trying to walk a little bit longer. Talk a little bit longer. Pray a little bit longer. Only thing we got to do is say, I know my rights. This is what belonged to me. And I receive it right now as mine. In the Bible, in Exodus. Go with me to Exodus 17. This is when the people were complaining. They wanted some water. And God spoke to Moses. In verse 5, and he said, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thy hand and go. Behold, I will stand before thee upon the rock and harp, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so. What did he tell him to do? The rock was already there. What he needed was already there. Only thing he had to do is do what God said to get what was already there. God was a pillar of cloud in the day. He was a fire by night. Everywhere he, they went, he was there with them. Everything that they needed, God was already there to give it. What am I saying to you? He's in you. Everywhere you go, God is there. Every need that you're in the need of, wherever you go, it's already been met. But the problem is there's not no communication with God. There's not um, knowing who we are and what we have from God. When you know what you have, you use it. You cannot use something that you don't know you have. Y'all got an attic full of stuff. Don't know half of what's up there. Not unless the Holy Spirit remind me I put it up there. If it burned up, thank the Lord it won't. But if it does, and they ask me what was up there, I probably couldn't tell them. Because you put it up there and you forget about it. 
How many shed the word and you forget about it? You look at this as a regular book. This is a book with the written word of God. He want what's written to come off these pages to get in your heart, so to come out of your mouth. Because it'll be a day and a time you can't take this everywhere you go and try to search to find scriptures. You have to go into the word every day and pull out scriptures that apply to your situation. You have to meditate on the word day and night. And that's when you will prosper and have good success. You have to observe to do all that's written therein. If you're not doing these things, even though it's there and it's already yours, you ain't going to get what's there because you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. You have it. I got money in the bank. If I don't drive to the bank and get a withdrawal, then I don't get it, right? If I don't open up the computer and transfer money to this company, to that company, they're not going to get paid, right? I got a computer to do it, but I just don't want to pay them, so I don't pay them. So that's how I end up with bad credit. You got to do something. Quit waiting on God. God has done everything. God is waiting on us. God said, I'm waiting on you. I have everything you need. It's already available. It's already there. But you got to hear me to know how to get what's already there. Y'all, we got to quit being lazy. People are dying. People are going through. People want some encouragement. They want to be lifted. They want to know that God is who he say he is. And if we're the ones that's getting taught, if we're the ones that's in church every Sunday, Bible study every Tuesday, and then people around us is not getting what we got, what good is it? We're supposed to be able to tell people what God has said. This is what God is saying for your situation. Take heed to what God is saying. God's word works. I'm a witness to his word. God's word, you know how I know God's word works? Because he has kept me and my husband and our children For 22 years, not working for man, but decreeing and declaring what his word says. Knowing that I can't wait on y'all, not unless God change your heart towards us to do what you need to do. Not looking at us. I can't. I have to trust him. Because when one person don't do, I'm a witness. God will rise, raise up somebody else to do what that person didn't do. Because God's work is going to go on. If you change your mind, God don't change his mind about me. He don't. He will never change his mind about me because it's already written about me. The only thing I have to do every day is say, God, this is the day that you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. What do you want me to do in this day? I have to depend on him and not on me. That's what we all have to do. Quit depending on your jobs because jobs will fail you. 
Quit looking to man to take care of you. God is the one that take care of you. He put you on that job to trust him more than you trust man to speak those things that be not as though they were when they say you not getting a raise. And God said, I want you to speak already. Have a raise regardless of what they say. I already have a raise. Promotion don't come from the east nor from the west. Promotion come from God. God is the one that put up. God is the one that take down and he ain't taking me down because that's not what God said we speak according to God not according to us y'all we are sons and we do what the father does we do not go on how we feel if I went on how I felt I would not be on this pulpit today Y'all, the higher you go in him, the more warfare you're going to have. The more you speak truth, the more you're going to be hated for truth. So this is why you have to be in a place. You cannot wait to get in a place, but you have to be in a place to say, God, you didn't bring me this far to leave me. God, you are still God. So if anything go on in my life or your life, it is not because of him. It's because of us. Because if God said this is the way he wanted it to be, this is how it's supposed to be. Amen? So it's already yours. It's already yours. It's already there. So hear the voice of the Lord. Do what he says and get what's already there. Amen? Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. I want to call Miss Stacy. Miss Stacy. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.